All right, we'll get started, everybody. Oh, we have a lot of sponsors tonight. It's going to take me a minute. So uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. Um, sponsors for the for the monthly learning here. Um, Torah sponsored by uh, Joni and Moshe Pollack, Lili Nishmas Shimon ben Moshe, and Lili Nishmas Tzvi ben Mordechai, Lili Nishmas Shira Ruchama Basarav Alter Nasan Nata, Zichronam Livracha. Also, we have an anonymous sponsor so for... Uh, Thank you uh, to thank Hashem and as well as for a zivug uh, for Daniela Chana Bas Sara Libby and everyone else that's looking for one as well as for safety for our soldiers and our hostages. Uh, we have sponsors for the week uh, by uh, Torah sponsored by uh, Ben and Barbara Selsky. Um, blessings for Yakir Shlomo, Moshe Zev, Nachman Shir Shalom, Chaya Bina Ethel for their birthdays. Um, as well as by Jill and Robert Kaufman and Michal and Hanan Shaul in memory of Tamar Bas Moshe and Azriel Ben Aryeh, Alehema Shalom, and uh, also sponsored for the complete recovery of Gita Rifka Bas Chayarisa, uh, as well as by Brent Eisen and family in memory of Chaim Aaron Ben Binyamin Akoin, by the Jasper family. Um, in memory of Reuven Ben Shimon, Zichrono Levracha. And so uh, thank you all, uh, the sponsors, and the Torah should serve, Leilui Nishmasam and Lizichutam. Um, uh, as the uh, as the case as the case may be, uh, we're in the middle of Tilim Kuf, Kuf Tezayin. Um, so uh, this paragraph of Tilim, if you remember, is one of the prakim of uh, of our uh, of our Hallel, but we split it up in the middle of Hallel, and so we took advantage of that split and we divided it into two different prakim. And so we did one parak um, two weeks ago now. Uh, sorry, um, it's been a little while, and uh, and now we're up to the second half of the of the parak. And so we will start at Pasuk Yud Bet tonight, um, which should those sound like the beginning of a new parak because we're probably familiar with it from Hallel, where this is the beginning of a new a new paragraph in our Hallel that we say, um, hey, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Okay, good. You just surprised me. What? What was that? That's going to be on Thursday night. That, no, they're switching that to Thursday night also. So you would have missed it tonight. But you can come as well. Um, so we're up to Pasuk Yud Bet, like I was saying, um, which is the beginning of a... It should feel like the beginning of a new parak for us because it is uh, it is in our hollow that way. And so I'll start reading from Pasuk Yud Bet and then we'll uh, we'll read it uh, again with the Rishonim and Nachronim and put it all put it all together. And so David Melech writes, Ma kol tag Does everybody see where I am? Pasuk Yud Bet, one, two, three, four in the fifth line down, right? So uh, I'm just going to read and translate quickly, right? So, What can I return to God for all of the goodness that He has done to me? I will raise up a glass of, sal- a cup, I don't know why I said glass, cup of uh, of salvation. I guess that's like an English saying, you know, you raise a glass, right? That's a, So it's stuck in my in my head like that. But of course it's just a cup, right? I'll raise up a, a cup of salvation and I'll call out in God's name, I will pay my nidarim, uh, my vows to God. Negdana lecholamo. We'll see that there's uh, different ways of understanding this phrase, but negdana um, lecholamo, opposite 
all of his people, meaning, uh, I think, simple understanding, I will pay back my vows in the view of others. It is hard, heavy, um, uh, precious maybe even, um, but not in a, in a good way, in a, like a cherished uh, way, significant, important uh, way. In the eyes of God, the death that comes to his uh, righteous, to his pious. Um, uh, I don't want to tip my hand too much. Somebody else translate these two words for me. Thank you. Great, Abby. Thank you so much. Right? Um, oh my God, I feel like it's been like a decade since I've said thank you, Abby, you know, uh, for helping me with something like that. It might have been, by the way, a decade. So, uh, you know, um, so what was that? <laughs> you did a great job right there. Okay, bye, right? So so let's go with that, right? Please, God. It's not my preferred interpretation, but let's go with it, right? It's, you'll, we'll see it in the Rishon Manachron. Please, God, because I am your servant. Um, I'm sorry, I am your servant, and I might as well read it correctly. That I am the, the servant, the son of your maidservant. You have opened up my chains. To you, I will um, uh, offer a uh, sacrifice of thanksgiving um, and in the name of God I will call this Pasuk now again it repeats we just had this Pasuk right that my uh, my pledges to God I will pay in the in the view of his people I translated the same way I did before but we'll see again that there's other translations other possibilities in the courtyard of God in the midst of Yerushalayim right uh, praise praise God Yes. So if I had to summarize um, this half parak of Tehillim, but what we read is a whole paragraph of our of our halal. Again, you know, like put it together uh, a sentence, right? Um, I pay my debts to God in the view of others in order to give praise and thanks to God for that which He did for me. Is that a fair summation of uh, of what we of what we have here? I think so. Now let's go back. We're going to go back to Pasuk Yud Bet and read again with the Rishonim and uh, and 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 so we have Ma'ashiv Ladonai Kotag. Right? What can I give to God for all of the good that He's done to me? Look at the Radak. It's very, very lovely. What gift? You remember? I just summarized, right? And what did I say? I'm going to pay my debts to God. And the Radak says, "What David Melch is really saying is, How could I pay my debts to God? What could I give you? What, what, what can I give you? Animal sacrifice? That's going to do it." I'm going to bring a korban mincha, some flour and some uh, oil, and uh, and that's going to you know wipe the slate clean. We're all good now, God. Right? You know, you know what I mean. I brought you a korban toda, you know, uh, a nice fat sacrifice, and now we're and now we're all good. What could I possibly What could I possibly give to God for all of the goodness? That God has that God has uh, that God has done to me, right? That's the that's the question. Yaakov Avinu, by the way, if you look at the end of the Radak, Yaakov Avinu already uh, gave us this this emotion and this feeling before David Amalekh. Kimoshamar Yaakov katonti mikola chasadim mikola emes asher asisa Right? You know what? Oh, actually, no. Let's let's read the part of the Radak that I skipped because he adds a point. Now I remember when I read that pasuk that he adds a point. So go back to the end of the first line. Right? Kol tagmuloi alai, kol tagmulav shigmalani heim alai. You see what he just says? You see? Look, I'm going to read and translate again. Right? What does it mean, kol tagmulohi alai? It does not mean like I translated it the first time. For all of the goodness that you did for me. He reads, 
Kol tagmulav shegmalani heim alai. All of the goodness that God did for me is now on me. It's on me to pay back. Here he says, and I'll translate the Pasuk again. Ma shiv ladonai. How could I pay back God? Kol tagmulohi alai. Because all of the goodness that God has done for me is now on me to pay back. See, so it's not just, it's not just, right? How could I pay back God for all of the goodness that he did for me? It, it's even more than that, right? It's how could I possibly pay back God? Look at the, look at the debt that I have. <laughs> all, all of the goodness, kol tagmulohi, all of the goodness that God did for me, a lie. It's all on me. I, I have to pay back, but how could I? You see how he how he reads that? It's a very nice reading, right? Um, uh, or at least it adds to it, right? In order to 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 sorry, to give back if it's possible. You see what he just said? Because I didn't have the merit to get the goodness that God has given to me. You see, you might have thought, well, God gives me what I deserve. If God gives me what I deserve, well, that what do you mean? I don't have to pay back. I don't have to pay back. I deserve. Does everybody, does everybody understand what the Radak is saying? If God gives me everything I deserve, so what do you mean I have to pay back? I already paid. I already paid. That's why I have what I deserve. Because that's how it is. He's saying, no, that's not how it works. God gives us goodness above and beyond what we deserve. We don't have all of the merit. God gives us kindness. So ma shivla donai koltan muloi How could I pay back God? What do I give to God? What can I give to God? And look at all of this debt that I have from all of the goodness and the kindness that God has given to me. It's all a lie. It's all on me. Because God does kindness and he gives us kindness. This is the part that it reminded me. Right? That's what Yaakov says. What does Yaakov say? Why am I made small? What am I feeling small from? Two different things. There's emet that God gives us. Emet God gives us. Some things we deserve. God gives it to us. That's emet. Right? But there's also chasadim. There's kindness. That God gives us above and beyond, and so and so. What what can I give to God for all of the goodness that He has given me, with all of the goodness that is sitting now on my back, in order to in order for me to uh, to pay back? Right. We're going to come back to this album in a little bit. Is that okay? I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to this album. I put it here because it's on this pasuk, and we could do it now, but I want to come back to it a little bit later, and hopefully I'll remember and have time to come back to it. So let's go to the next pasuk. Right, Kosi, or the next two psukim that we'll do together. Kosi shuosesa uveshem Adonai Ekra nidarai Adonai Ashalem negdana lecholamot. Two psukim reading them together. Right, so David Melech says, remember, How could I repay God? What can I give to God? All of the debt that's on me. Kosi shuosesa, I will raise up the cup of salvation to God and call out in God's name. Uveshem Hashem Ekra nidarai Adonai Ashalem. My pledges to God, I will pay negdana lecholamot. Opposite all in front of all of his all of his people. Look at what Rashi says. Kosi shuosesa. What is this cup of salvation? Well, what is it? Rashi writes, this is so interesting when I read it. Rashi says, Aviha nisachim al todos shenadarti. You have to read these two psukim together, Rashi says. He says, Nidarai Hashem HaShalem. What are the vows that I'm going to make? Well, interestingly, Rashi says, if we keep reading, this pasuk repeats. Nidarai Hashem HaShalem repeats. And what's the second time that we have it? It's in pasuk Yud Chet. And what's pasuk Yud Zayim? Lecha ezbach zevach toda uvishem Adonai Akra. That I will offer to God a zevach toda, a thanksgiving sacrifice, and call in the name of God. And now Rashi reads backwards to our pasuk, which is, Kosi Shuot, 
I will raise this cup of salvation. Rashi says, oh, Rashi reads this all together. He reads it all together. And Rashi says, when you bring a korban toda, you have to bring along with the korban toda nisachim, wine, that goes on the Mizbeach. So what David Melech is really saying is, God does good for me. How am I going to pay? What can I give God? I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I pledge to give thanks to God. I bring my korban toda. Along with my korban toda, I have to bring nisachim. I will raise the glass, which I don't drink, by the way, because you don't drink the nisachim. You pour it on the Mizbeach. I will raise the glass of my nisachim, right? Of my, uh, of my korbanot, Right to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Kimosha Amar lechayz bach zevach toda, and that's I, I I told you this part, right? That's what he says in two psukim later, three psukim later, that I'll bring my korban toda v'yal osa hakos, and on that cup, I will call out b'shimcha ekra al hayeshuazu. That is the kos yeshuos. What is the kos yeshuos? It's the cup of thanks that I raise to God when I declare. That when I pay my vow of thanksgiving, which is a thanksgiving korban, and I raise the nisachim, and I say that my salvation came from God. So it's not a feast. It's not like, you know, I'm saved and I have a feast and I raise a toast, right, uh, to God. That's not what it is, although maybe it's sort of like that because you do get to eat some of that korban toda comes back to you. You get to eat a lot of it, actually. It's actually interesting. The korban toda... Mm, the korban toda has a, a shorter window... Uh, to eat than, uh, than regular korban shlamim. Uh, there's a famous nitziv. Um, the nitziv says that the reason why the korban toda has a shorter window, to, time window, uh, that you're allowed to eat it as opposed to uh, regular korban shlamim is because uh, God wants us to share korban toda with, with others. When you, when you have something to give thanks for, you, you, you not, only, um, not, not only is it nice, but God wants us to share thanksgiving um, with with others. And so he shortens the amount of time that you have to eat the korban so that you have more food to eat in a shorter window so that you'll invite more guests. You'll invite more friends and you'll share with more with more people um, because God wants us to share our thanksgiving with uh, with others. You know what it's like? Um, Dovin Amalek writes it to him. We actually haven't done this one yet. We haven't. Uh, but, but in Mizmor Lesoda, Mizmor Litoda, if you're right, you know, right? Um, the, 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 the song of thanksgiving, how does it go? Mizmor Lesoda, Hariu Ladonai Kol Haaretz. When I say thanks, I want the whole world to call out in thanks with me. I don't want to say thanks alone. When I say thanks, I want to broadcast my thanks. I, I want to. I want to spread it farther and uh, and wider. And that's the same kind of idea that uh, that Rashi is that Rashi is saying over here. So the kosishuos that I raise is the is the the nisachin that goes along with my korban toda. And now we understand also right negdana lecholamo. Right? Sorry, Abby, I know you have a question. Right? That uh, it's the cup that I raise, Negdana, where do I raise it? Opposite, Lecholamo, all of your nation. Because I want to share my Toda, my thanks with, with everybody. That's why I bring my Korban Toda with more people. That's why I raise my glass of Nisachim, right? That accompanies the Korban Toda with, with more people. Yeah, Abby? It, it, it just seems like this is a prescription for gratitude. It's exactly correct. In other words, you know, you can't. It, it seems so minuscule that whatever we're going to do, like in other words, we have a lot of goodness here. Like, like it says, we can't possibly have an act. So what do I do? So what can I do? But I can be very grateful. That's what it is. Exactly right. And, and not only that, and not only that, but what do I do with that gratitude? 
I share it and I broadcast it with others. Don't, don't that's what that's what I can do. Right. Yeah, you find it in a number of different places. It's totally, totally correct. Right. But that's what Rashi here says. Right. Now, if you look in Ibn Ezra, right, right underneath that, right underneath that Rashi, right, um, uh, Ibn Ezra writes. Um, saying, if you remember the beginning of the Talim, I know it's been a few weeks and not everybody was here then, you know, when, when we did it that time. But if you remember in the in the beginning of this very same parak of Tehillim, David Melech said at the end of Pasak Gimel, right, or in Pasak Gimel, that I am surrounded, right, you know, by death and by despair and the depths I find you know a trouble and difficulty and I call out in God's name what do I call out in God's name in my time of despair please God right save my uh, save my save my soul that's what I call out right in my time of despair and Ibn Ezra is saying that that you'll notice if you read the whole paragraph of Tehillim together that David Melech in the beginning of the paragraph of Tehillim is saying when I'm having difficult times and troubling times I call out to God for salvation and when God provides me that salvation when God provides me chesed when God gives me kindness I again call out to God in my thanksgiving the net result of that whole thing is that I'm always calling out to God I call out to God every day some days I call out to God in trouble some days I call out to God in thanks some days I call out to God in both Right? But I call out to God every day. That's what David Amelech is saying. Right? In times of trouble, I call out to God in distress. In times of thanksgiving, what can I do? How do I say? I, I call out to God in, uh, in, in thanksgiving. But the result of that is that I'm constantly and always calling out to, to God. Now, the Mitsudos points out something very interesting, and that is that what are these oaths? Right? We have Nidarai Ladonai Shalem, right? I, I pay off my oaths to, to God. What are these pledges? What, what are these oaths that we're talking about? So the Mitsudos writes, It's a very, very interesting construct, right? Um, that when I'm in difficult times, I make pledges and promises. We've, we've, we've come across this concept in life, maybe. I'm in difficult times. I said, God, if you help me now. Yeah, right. By the way, Yaakov Avinu is the first one who shows us this. Yaakov shows us this construct. Yaakov is leaving his parents' home. He's heading off, right? His brother's trying to kill him. He's looking for a wife, both of the two things. At the same time, he's on his own now for the first time. He's heading to Lavan. And Yaakov says to HaKadosh Baruch He says, God, listen. If God, if you take care of me and you help me out, then I will come back and I will, and I will do for you. It's very interesting, by the way, because does he do that? Ah, yeah, <laughs> ah, so, so he does, he does. It's just not so simple to, to see it. You look, look in Rashi over there, when, when Yaakov comes back, I think it's um, uh, Barashas uh, Lamed Zion, maybe? I don't remember exactly where it is, but I'll, I'll show it to you later. I'll build a house of God. You'll be a God to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God will be, a, the, um, he, he says, then God will be a God for me, 
And the Haven Azosa Sherat Santi Matseva Yye base Elokim, the Khola Sheratini Aseras Renulah. That this stone that I'm placing here will be a base Elokim, a house of, of God. Yeah. And Betel, yeah, that's correct. That's where it was. That, that's where it was. Right, that's correct. Yeah. But he doesn't really build like a, a house there, Yaakov. He builds a Mizbeach and uh, you know, whatever. And Rashi writes over there that right that that's that's his fulfillment of his uh of his of his of his oath, right? You know, okay, fine, but but it's interesting to know because we always, you know, we, we learn that one, and, and and I think that we don't always think and like follow up and be like, wait a minute, where does he where does he where does he do that? You know, where does where does he build that? What was that? Is his mizbeach still there? Um, I don't know. That's a great question. What? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I know that there's a a lot of discussion about Yehoshua's mizbeach. You know, in the in the archaeology and whatnot, but I know they're right. A lot of discussion. Yaakov's mizbeach, Betel. I I don't remember ever reading anything about it. It's a good question for the tour guides, but no, be suspect. You know, <laughs> but, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, but but I don't know. We could see what we can. We could see what we could find. But in any event, the Mitsudos writes just to review that these nedarim are nedarim that Yaakov, uh, Yaakov. That, well, Yaakov, yes, but Davra Melech, who we're talking about, right, would have made beis tsara. And this construct of of vowing in troubling times is, like I said, a mesorus that we have already from Yaakov Avinu. But look at this midrash right here on this parak of Tehillim. The midrash says, "Nedaraya la Hashem my my pledges and my vows to God." I will I will pay. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Tov Asher Lotidor Mishetidor Velotishalem. It's better that you don't pledge at all than if you make a pledge and don't pay it. That makes sense. You make a pledge and you don't pay, that's not good. It's better not to pledge in the first place and just pay. That's what he said, right? Or don't pay. Fine, right? But don't pledge and don't pay. Did that, did, did, did that come out right? That's what Rabbi Yehuda says, right? Um Tov Mize Umize. But Rabbi Yehuda says, you know what would be better though? If you didn't pledge in the first place. Meaning, even if you do pay, don't pledge, just pay. You don't, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you have an outstanding vow and an outstanding pledge. Just give the money. You, you want to give the money, you want to give it tzedakah, just give it. Right? Don't, don't pledge. Don't, that's what Rabbi Yehuda says. Don't pledge. If you're going to pledge, then pay. Right? But it's better, Rabbi Yehuda says, that you don't pledge in the first place. Now, Rabbi Meir, skip, skip to the end of the line, Rabbi Meir Omer, tov mizeh umizeh no deru meshalem. Rabbi Meir says, no, you know what? It's, it's better if you pledge. Make the pledge. Pledge and pay back. Yeah, take that onus. Make the, make the pledge. But make sure that you pay. Make sure that you pay. It's a very fascinating machlokas amongst the Tanayim, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir, in terms of pledging. Is pledging uh, is pledging a good thing? Is pledging uh, not a not a good thing? Rabbi Meir says that pledging is a good thing, right? Rabbi Huda says pledging is not a good thing. Everybody agrees. It's not in this midrash right here, though. But everybody agrees that no der beist sara is a valuable a valuable construct. That in a time of trouble, in a difficult Sorry, time, then that's a um, you are not supposed to make deals with Hashem. That, that's generally speaking a correct approach. That's correct. So it's a good shayla. You're asking a question against Yaakov Avino. Yeah. How does Yaakov, how does Yaakov make that deal? Um, it's very commonplace that people will do that. I'm not so sure. Um, I think so. I, maybe you're right. But I think that 
I think that more common people are doing things in the hopes that their merit will carry over, not so much as in, hey, God, if you do this, then I'll do that. That's what you're saying, right, Tari? Yeah, but people do say that. I think so. I think you do find it. It's interesting. Mm. I'm trying to remember what the Rishonim write by Yaakov. There is discussion there. I don't you remember. You say something, you say, so then it's an out, right? Yeah, well, that would not be a pledge. If somebody says neder, then that would not be a pledge. That would be, uh, that would not be. It's a cop out. That would not, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a pledge. Why not? If, why is it not a pledge? Well, you're, you're negating your That's pledge. That's right. You're negating it. Yeah, I'm saying you're making a quasi, you're making a quasi commitment, but you're, but. Right. 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 So I'm saying, right. Okay, fine. Right. So that's not a, that's not an oath, though. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a neder in the sense that we're, that we're talking about. It's not like a formal, a formal pledge that I would be obligated to, to uphold. Um, it, it could still be a quasi commitment. But it's not uh, it's not the same thing. Okay, good. So now onward we go, right? So Yakar, so we got Mashiv Ladanai Kotog Maloya like Kosi Shuosa Savishema Nayakra, Nidarai Ladanaya Shalem, Negdana Kholomo, right? How could I pay back God? Everything is is on me. What can I do? I'll tell you what I can do. I can raise up the glass to God. I can pay back my pledges that I took when I was based Sarai, was in troubling times. I'm gonna bring my korban uh, toda, I'm gonna pour the Nisachim, I'm gonna invite others to join me in public. That's what I can do. To sing my 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 praise and my thanks, right to uh, to Hashem. That's that's what I can do to pay. This is this is very interesting. Look at the second Ibn Ezra first, right? Uh, there's two Ibn Ezras there. They're both Yakar. But look at the second one first, because that's where he gives the definition of the word. Yakar means kashe. What does yakar mean? It means it's difficult. So it means it's difficult in the eyes of God, to bring death. To his pious. Now go back to the first Ibn Ezra. Yakar hiskiratam loma malto Hashem chasidim. Why did God save me? Must be that it's because I am God from God's pious. Do you understand what I think Ibn Ezra is saying? And I, I'm going to admit right now that this is a very liberal reading of what Ibn Ezra is saying. I don't know if this is actually exactly what he means, but this is what it meant to me. Uh, is that is that okay, everybody? Yeah, I'm admitting it. Intellectual honesty is, is on the table. You know what Ibn Ezra is saying? Ibn Ezra is saying, God saved me. You know what that means? That means I have value. That means I have purpose. Ibn Ezra didn't really say those words. He said, he, what he actually said is, it means kihume chasidim. It means that I am from God's pious. I'm understanding that a little bit differently. Meaning, I don't think that David Melech is going like this. Right? This is why I'm explaining Ibn Ezra the way I am. Because the way that Ibn Ezra actually reads is David Melech is going like this. He's like, God saved me. You know what that means? That means that I must be one of God's pious ones. Right? That's right. But I'm reading it differently. But, but I'm not sure if that's what Ibn Ezra really means. Right? But it's okay. Because I'm saying it anyway. Right? And as the David Melech is saying is, Yakar Adonai Which means that God doesn't want good people to perish. That's not what God wants. It's difficult for God to see good people leave the world. So if God is giving me salvation, God is, is giving me time, God is, is helping me, that means that I must have value. That means that I, I must have the ability to, 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 to create positivity, right? In one form or another, in, in my surroundings, that I am from the Hasidim, not, not in the sense 
that Ibn Ezra means it, and not in the sense of modern Hasidim, but in the sense of being God's being God's righteous, right? So that that's what. It, but 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 the words. Let's just get the word what the words mean, and then you, we can think if you like my interpretation of Ibn Ezra or not. And then I'll show you Malbim in a second, so maybe you like that better. But Yakar Adonai is difficult for God to watch His righteous leave leave from the world, and that's why God assists and helps. And and brings and brings salvation. If you look in the Malbim, Yakar. The Malbim says David Amelech is going back to three weeks ago now, right? The end of the previous Perek of Tehillim, right? Which is Loa Hallelujah, that after people pass away, they can no longer sing the praise of God. The the the, the Olam Abba is not a world of action. This is a world of action. And so, So we will sing the praise of God. I just skipped the parentheses. When righteous people leave from this world, that is very difficult uh, for God, as much as something could be difficult for God, but you understand what I'm saying, or what he's saying, right? That God does not like that. God wishes, wish it were, that were the righteous would not pass away from this world because after all in their lives they sing praise of God you know what this is like it's like the Ramban in this week's Parsha oh it's Parsha's bow this week right the Ramban at the end of this week's Parsha it's a famous Ramban Right, the, the Ramban at the end of the sixth parsha, the Ramban writes that God wants nothing to do with this world, nothing to do with this world, except for except for man to recognize God and admit to God that God created us and controls our world. That's what God wants. What does God want? God wants us to recognize Him. That's that's what the Ramban thinks that God made the world. That's what the Ramban thinks that God made the world. God made the world so that we can recognize God and be and acknowledge Him. That's the way the Ramban says. You don't have to love it; it's okay. But that's what the Ramban. But that's what the Ramban writes. That's what the Ramban it's believes. Like, ascribe a very emotional God, like yeah, really, really. Well, it's a difficult question in general, right? Let's say like the Rambam. The Maimonides, right? The Rambam says, I don't know why God made the world, and we don't know why God made the world, and there's no way for us to know why God made the world. We just can't, we can't fathom these kinds of things, why God made the world. That's what the Rambam says. The, you know, the Rambam, right? And, and, and the Rambam very rationally lays out different reasons why you might think that God made the world, and why he thinks those cannot be the real reason why God made the world, and ultimately the, the Rambam concludes God made the world because God wanted to make the world. Why, why, why did God make the world? I don't know why God wanted to make the world. God wanted to make the world. That was his will. God's will was to create the world. I don't, I don't know why. Okay, okay, fine. That's what the, that's what the Rambam says. There's a famous Ramchal. Um, he's not alone, but the Ramchal in Derech Hashem. The Ramchal thinks, uh, also in the beginning of Mesilas Yisharim, in both, the Ramchal says that God created the world to do good. God wants to do good. He wants to do good for us. He wants to give us the greatest reward. God, right, is a God of kindness. He wants to do kindness. And so God created this world to create maximum kindness, right? That's what the... That's what that's what the Ramchal writes, and then there's this Ramban, and the Ramban is also not alone, and uh, the Ramban believes that God created the world so that we will acknowledge God and spread godliness, so that the whole world will acknowledge God. That's what God wants. God wants the world to acknowledge um, to acknowledge Him. Okay, 
fine, whatever. Right, different ways of, uh, of understanding, but this Malbim um, uh, fits in line, I, I think, with that, uh, with that, run, with that Ramban, right? Um, um, it's interesting. Malbim, generally speaking, follows the, the Ramban. Um, in a lot of different uh, in a lot of different ways, but in any event, that's what this. So yakar adonai hamavsalachasidav. It is difficult for God to to see the the righteous pass. And why the Malbim says is it difficult for God to see the righteous pass? Because when they pass, they can no longer spread godliness. You, they can no longer recognize God. Now, by the way, you, you can take the Malbim's construct and just say it differently than he does, right? In other words, you could say why is it difficult for God to see the righteous pass? Because when they pass, they can no longer do fill in the blank. They can no longer do whatever whatever good deeds that they that they were doing. Whatever. So so the Malbim says they can no longer sing the praise of God. Now the reason, by the way, by I think he says that because that's the whole context of this paragraph of Talim. What's David Melech saying? How do I pay back God? I say his praise. I I raise my my cup of nisachim. I bring my korban toda. I spread it out. So if I were to pass away, I can't do that anymore, right? I'm adding that the Ramban is saying that that's what God wants in the first place. The whole thing that God wants is that we can sing his praise. And so when somebody passes on, they lose the ability to do that. That praise is lost from this world, and that's that's very unfortunate from God's perspective, from from seeing from seeing the world. And that's what it means. Yakar adonai. That it is difficult for God to see the death of his righteous ones who can now lo- no longer sing his sing his praise. There's a very long midrash that I put over here. It's not so long, but there's a long midrash that I put here. Um, I'm going to read it quickly just because it's I, I found it to be very, very interesting. And when we get to the end, the midrash adds a, a, a wrinkle to this concept. This is what God says. It's difficult for me, God says, to tell the righteous to die, to bring death to the to the righteous. God says, you know how hard it was for me to to. I'm not going to use the word kill. How do you? What's the word I'm looking for? To death? What's the word I'm looking for? Avram Avinu. God says, you know how difficult it was for me to send the Malach HaMavest to collect Avram Avinu? Right, maybe that's a nicer way of saying it. Why? You know what Avram did for me, God says, in this world? He spread my name so far. He went into the furnace for me. He sanctified my name in his whole life. God says, it was so difficult for me to send the Malach HaMavest to collect Yitzchak Avinu. He was willing to give his life for me. He sanctified my name in his whole life. God says, it was so difficult for me to send the Malach HaMavest to collect It was so difficult for me, God says, to send the Malach HaMavest to collect Yaakov Avinu. He studied Torah his whole life, the Kide Shemi Bolam, and he sanctified my name in his life. You see how this midrash is going. Yes, it was difficult for me to send the Malacham of us to collect Moshe Rabbeinu. Oh, God collected Moshe Rabbeinu. He died in the It was difficult for me to, to take Moshe Rabbeinu back. Oh, Yaakov Avinu Lomesta. Okay, whatever. Did you see? What the Midrash just said, Moshe Rabbeinu took his life in his own hands and he went to Paro. By the way, if you look in the Rishonim, um, Moshe Rabbeinu says this to God, right? Um, depends how you read those Pesukim, by the Sneh. But one of the things that Moshe says to, to God by the Sneh is, how can I go to Paro, right? And if you look in some of the Rishonim, I think Rashi actually says this interpretation, that Moshe was saying to God, what are you... What, uh, 
not what are you crazy, but like, what, what, what are you crazy? I'm going to go to Paro and he's going to kill me. I'm going to walk in there and he's going to, and he's going to kill me. Right? And God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? I will be with you. Don't worry. I will, I will protect you, Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Um, but, but here God says about Moshe Rabbeinu right, that that was very difficult. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu, to, to go and stand in front of Paro, do you know what that took? The kind of emuna, the kind of bitachon that that took for Moshe Rabbeinu to go stand in front of Paro and to demand and talk to him the way that, that Moshe and Aaron do? God says, Moshe Rabbeinu stood in front of the world and called out my, uh, you know, my, my name. I've been thinking about this. This is the time I would normally stop this, but I won't. Um, I, I've been, I don't know, I've, I've been thinking about this, you know, like, uh, just, just recently, you know, um, this is so against my, my nature. Um, I've been thinking about this just recently, you know, but like the Torah gives us a, a, a prescription for how to deal in this land with, with minorities, with non-Jews. The Torah gives us a prescription called a Gertoshev. And a Gertoshev gets to live amongst us underneath our our rule. And we, me, because I was raised in the United States and I'm like a 21st century American, right, am so embarrassed, right, to to speak God's word and, and to say, no, not everybody in this land has to have exactly all of the same equal rights because we are allowed to be the governing sovereign people in this land and other people can live here entirely free with all you know basic human rights except they live under our rule and that's and that's what the torah prescribes that's a gertoshev he he lives under under our rule he gets full rights in society economic and everything you know you know you know whatever but 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 we we are we are the sovereign here and that's how it's going to be and like it's like di difficult for me to, to, to say some of those things. Does that make sense? Because, because my brain was like, I, I, I wasn't raised quite in that, uh, in that way. You're like, why is that so difficult, right? You know, it's like, why is that so hard, right? Okay, fine, fine, right? Okay, but, uh, but for some 21st century Americans, right, it's difficult uh, to speak with a clear voice and say, that no, not everybody gets exactly all of the same, you know, uh, the same. Not everybody gets to vote exactly the same. That's that's not very American. Everybody understands what I'm saying. It's not. They're not okay. But we can't be embarrassed to to speak God's to speak God's Torah. We have to read God's Torah, and we have to be secure in knowing that this is this is just. That that's what it is. And that's that's I think I don't know, when I read this midrash, you know, like uh, that's why I didn't stop this right now. Just push through right there, right? You know, and I'm, okay, fine, right? But that's, but that's what you know what it was for Moshe Rabbeinu to stand there and to speak the things that he spoke in Egypt? We're going to kill your gods? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do the Korban Pesach? And like Moshe says to Paro, he's like, we can't do it here in Egypt. We have to, we have to go out because we're going to do it here in Egypt. The Egyptians are going to kill us. But Moshe stood in Paro's court and he told him exactly what they were going to do, <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? God says, Moshe Rabbeinu, that kind of, courage and, and emuna to, to, to trust or bitachon, right? to trust that God was going to protect him. He said, God says, I, I, it's difficult for me to, to collect Moshe Rabbeinu. It's difficult for me to take David HaMelech. 
he went out to the battlefield, he saw Golios, and, he's, and, and, and he challenged Golios because he said, you remember those those in the Navi? He said, who is this Plishti who's, uh, who's talking trash about God, right? Who is this guy? And why is nobody stopping him? By the way, it's also interesting to me to note, why is it difficult for God to take Moshe Rabbeinu? Because of what Moshe does like in the very beginning, right? Why is it difficult for God to take David HaMelech? Because of what David Melech does in the very beginning. It's interesting. God doesn't say it's difficult for me to take Moshe Rabbeinu because he came out to the Har Sinai, because he, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't say... Beginning he's of what, yeah, right? Or at least in the beginning of the... Moshe Rabbeinu is already yeah. 80 when he goes, you know what I mean? It's not the beginning of his life, but, you know, and there's stories that we know about Moshe Rabbeinu earlier than that, you know, but but at least, you know, things that they do early on. It's just interesting to to consider how things how things play out. I'm just gonna read a little faster now because right? not because I'm trying to insult Hanani Mishov Azaria or Daniel, but just you know it, we, we get it. Now look at this here's here's the wrinkle. Here's the wrinkle I promised. And if it were not for the fact that the tzaddikim acknowledge and even maybe ask for death, God might not take them. Where do you find that tzaddikim acknowledge and ask for death? Ketzad, Avraham Amar ba'anochi afar ve'efer. Avraham says, I'm, I'm, I'm dust and, and ash. Now, that's not really what he means when he says that, that God should kill him, right? But Avraham is acknowledging, right, that life is finite. That's that's what I think the Midrash is getting at. Yitzchak Amar Betera Mamus. Yitzchak says, I need to bless my kids, Betera Mamus. So again, I don't think that Yitzchak is saying, God, I, I want to die, but Yitzchak is acknowledging that that Betera Mamus, that life is finite. Yaakov Amar Amusa Hapam. That's what Yaakov says when he finally sees Yosef. Amusa Hapam, I can die now. Again, I don't think that Yaakov is saying, I want to die now, but Yaakov is acknowledging that life is finite. Moshe Amar Kianochim Meis Pa'aretz Hazos. David Amar Tina Yad Chabi. Ulefisha Tzadikim Shoalim Misa Befiyam. And since the Tzadikim ask for death with their mouths, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yistalku Eilu Mipnei Eilu. So God says, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to have to take these Tzadikim, but new ones will arise in their place. Because, look at this. Ilmolei Haya Avram Kayim. If Avram was still alive, how would Yitzchak be able to, to rise to his fullest greatness? If Moshe Rabbeinu was still alive, how could Yehoshua rise to his greatest greatness? So you know what God says? It is so hard for me to take the tzaddikim from this world and I have to give the next guy a chance to. And so that tzaddikim will live their fullest and greatest lives, and then they'll come back to me, they'll move on, and the next person will have a chance to take his place, to reach his greatest and fullest and fullest potential. But it still pains God at the same yakar, it's kasheh, it's difficult for God to take the tzaddikim. But the tzaddikim recognize that at a certain point they have to move on, and God created the world in such a way that the world is finite, and we are finite, and the next person has to, to step up 
to, to take his to take his place. So Yakar Biene Adonai Hamavsala Chasidav. Next, right? Ona Adonai Kiani Avdecha Ani Avdecha Ben Amasecha Pitach Del Moser. Right? Okay, good. So before I didn't want to translate this word, right? Ona, I didn't want to translate it. Before I asked Abby, Abby help me. Abby said, please, but look in the Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra says, Ana Kemo Ana. Sometimes there's there's Ana with a hey at the end, and sometimes there's Ana with an aleph at the end. In fact, in fact, if you look, if you look, oh, you don't have it here. Darn. You don't have it here. Here, our Anna is is with a hey at the end. But in the next parak of Tehillim, we'll get Anna Adonai Hoshiana, Anna Adonai and that is written Aleph Nun Aleph. Not Aleph Nun Hey. No, it's fine. It's not bothering me at all. Is it bothering you? If it's bothering you, you close the door, it doesn't bother me. Right? We're probably bothering them. No, I doubt that it's not true at all. Of course not. Now, but Ibn Ezra writes, right? Lashon toda. Whoa. Ibn Ezra says, when you have ono with an aleph at the end, that means please. When you have ono with a hey at the end, it doesn't mean please. It means thank you. Lashon toda. So that David HaMelech, what is he saying here then? Let's translate the Pasuk again. What does that mean? Thank you, God, that I am your servant. That's a totally different sentence. Yeah? It's a totally different sentence. Now, if you look at the Malbim on the bottom of this section over here, by the way, the Malbim gives the translation that Abby said that we said before, right? The Malbim says, Now David Melch is saying a tefillah. What is the tefillah? That God should save him from enemies that will come against him. Who were these enemies? Melech Ashur, the king of Assyria, all of his armies. And what is the tefillah? Right? God, please, Help me because I am your servant. And it is not fitting for you to allow me to become subjugated to a different master other than you. Right? So, God save me because I am your servant. And I only want to be your servant. And I don't want to be subservient to anybody else. So, save me, God, because I am your servant. And because I am your servant, because I want to be your servant. You should save me. Don't let somebody else subjugate me. But the way that Ibn Ezra reads it is totally different. The way that Ibn Ezra reads it, David HaMelech says, Thank you, God, for making me your servant. That's totally different. right? Thank you, God, for enabling me to serve you. Thank you, God, for putting me in a position where I can sing your praise and your thanks like I'm doing right now in the rest of the, in the, rest of the barrack. Right, or at least in the rest of the section that we've that we've read. I love that Ibn Ezra, by the way. I I I I don't know. Just that 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 tefillah, right? That's that says, Thank you, God, for enabling me to serve you. Right? I don't know, it's just a, it's a pretty tefillah. Yeah? Thank you, God, that I am your servant. But it's not just that, because there's a rest of this pasak that's only half the pasak. What's the rest of the pasak? Ani Avdacha. Ben Amasecha. Now, according to the Malbim, this is a tefillah, please, right? Please, God, save me. Why? Because I'm your servant. I shouldn't be subjugated by anybody else. And then what does it mean? Ani avdecha ben Amasecha. It means not only am I your servant, God, right? But my mother was your servant. 
right? Meaning that, that it's not like I'm a new servant that you just, you know, purchased me now and now I'm, no, I've been with you for a long time, right? You know what this is almost like? You remember Billum and his donkey? You remember that? Billum's like hitting the donkey, right? And then when the donkey starts talking to Billum, the donkey says, right, why are you hitting me? I've been serving you forever. You know, I've been with you for, for, for how long, right? That's, that's, I mean, obviously different, but what? Exactly. But the same kind of concept, right? God, uh, uh, please save me. This is Malbim. Please save me, right? Because I'm your servant and, and, and we've been your servants, right? It's sort of like a, like a throwback maybe even to Zechosavos. You know, it's like, God, we, we've been with you. So, so, so be with us. And not just that, but right? You've opened up our, our chains, Right now, the Malbim says the imkain at the at the end of the Malbim meharoui Not past tense. You have opened up my chains, like I read it, which is a correct translation. But he's saying it is fitting that you should open up my chains. Right? He's saying it's it's still a tefillah. Right? Please, God, because I want to be your servant, because I am your servant. I don't want to be subservient to anybody else. Not only that, but I am the servant of your servant, and we've been your servants. So you should open up our chains. Don't allow us to become shackled by, by somebody or by something else. Right? Um, save us. Right? That's, that's how Malbim reads. But how does Ibn Ezra understand? Thank you, God, because I am your servant. And not just thank you that I'm your servant, but I ben Thank you that I am your servant and that I come from a line of your servants, that I am a part of this grand nation of the Jewish people who has ancestry and history of being your servants. By the way, even converts can say such a thing. They become part of the part of the part of the Jewish people. There's a famous Rambam. Is a convert sent a shaila to the Rambam whether he can dive in the Shemona Esrei and say in the beginning Elokeinu Elokeavoseinu because because it's not true that's what the convert asked the Rambam so my my parents were not you know uh, Avram Yitzchak and uh, and Yaakov and the Rambam responded he said you can say you can say that fila the converts become part of the of the Jewish people right and part of not just the the, the present Jewish people but part of of the collective Jewish people. And they can say that. They can say that tefillah. And that's what Ibn Ezra would understand here. Thank you, God. Right? Because I am your servant. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. And thank you for making me part. Thank you for making me part of, of Knesset Yisrael. Thank you for making me part of this grand group of people who have been serving God throughout the throughout the generations. Right? You have unshackled us from everything else. Meaning we serve you, God. And you have unshackled us from everything, from, uh, from, from everything, from everything else. And as a result, as a result, next pasuk, We'll read the Rishonim here, but we already know, because we already, we already saw this pasuk, right, a few pasukim ago. Right, look at the Radak. I already told you this part, but here we have the Pasuk, right? That I'm going to not only bring my thanks, but I'm going to bring it in public. And I'm going to call your name in public. I will call out in God's, in God's name. Now, if you look in Ibn Ezra, he says the same thing, he just says it a little differently, right? What does it mean, Not just that I will call out in God's name, but I will call others 
to call God's name along with me. So that when I sing the thanks of God, when I sing the praise of God, and I sing it in public, and I call and invite others to sing the praise of God along, along with me. Now finally, let's conclude, because we saw these sukkim already. Again, right, I'll pay my vows to God, right, in the, in the front of all of his, uh, in the front of all of his, in all of his people. Ah, yes, okay, fine, I forgot about that, but it's okay. Um, so if you uh, look in the Radak, the Radak says, yeah, yeah, this is repetition. We just had these psukim already, right? What is added here? What's added here is that where am I going to pay my vows? I'll pay my vows in the courtyard of, of God. That's what's, that's what's added here, okay? But if you look in the Malbim, this is not just repetition. There's something new here. The first time when David HaMelech says, He means, I will call out to God, and I will call out in the place of others, so that others will hear, and I will invite others to join. And then David HaMelech says again, And what is the second one? It's not the same. Now we're singing the praise of God that God did, I'm now going to sing with all of those other people. You see what happens here? I call out to God, I call out in public, and I invite others to call with me, and then do you know what happens? They respond. They do respond. And they start saying thanks for things that happen in their lives. I start saying thanks for things that happen to me. I do it in front of others. I start to enlighten other people that God is in our lives. And then you know what happens? Those people start to say thanks also. They start to sing praise too. So that we all start to say praise now together. So, Do you see what he's saying? There's two different psukim. The first one means, it's the same words, but the first one means I call out to God for my own personal, in the presence of others. And then we start to call out together for the kindness that God did for everybody, not just me in the front of everybody, but now we start to say thanks together for the goodness that God did for everybody. And where does this take place? Right, and read the Mitsuros also, and then I'll, I'll translate that and I'll, I'll explain both, both ways of understanding. Do you understand? I, I read that very fast, so maybe. But, but here's look at this. I, I pay I, I pay my pledges to God. I either either right like the Radak says. I call out again in the front of everybody. It's just it's just repetition. Or like the Malbim says, and now we start to say collective thanks of God. But now watch this. In the courtyard of God, in the midst of Yerushalayim. What is in the courtyard of God and in the midst of Yerushalayim? What? What is there? So it could be one of two things. The Malbim said it's the sacrifices. It's the calling out of God. Where am I doing it? This is what the Radak said also. Where am I doing it? In the courtyard of God, in the Beit HaMikdash. But the Metsudos didn't say that. The Metsudos said what is in Yerushalayim and what is in the courtyard of God? The people. Negdana lecholamo. I call out to the people who will yet again be found in the courtyard of God in the midst of Yerushalayim.
does everybody see? Because the Pasuk says, I pay my pledges to God in the front of all of the people. So there's two things here in this Pasuk. There's the pledges that I'm paying to God, the sacrifices, and then there's the people that I'm doing it with. And then the Pasuk says, in the courtyard of God, in the midst of Yerushalayim. What's in the courtyard of God in the midst of Yerushalayim? There's two things in the previous Pasuk. So the Radak and the Malvin said, well, it's the sacrifices, it's the Beit HaMikdash, right? But the Mitsudo said, no, no, it's the people, that the people are going to come back to Yerushalayim. Listen, I, I don't know this is a huge difference because we're praying for both. <laughs> we're, praying, yes, we're praying for both, I know. We're praying for the Beit HaMikdash, we're praying for the return of the Avoda, we're also playing, praying for the return of the people. It, it's both, it, it, comes, it comes all together, right? And so, and so if we wrap up this, this parak of, of Tehillim, right? You know, all together, we'll summarize again. But hopefully now we have greater depth, tower, tower understanding. Tavar Melech says, how could, I, how could I pay back God for all of the goodness that he has done for me, for all of the chesed that's, that's weighing on me? I, I, will, I will repay the pledges that I made in difficult times. I will call out to God in thanks and in praise, and I will do that in public. I will bring others to sing praise and thanks of God uh, along with me, and we will all then sing praise and thanks of God together. We, we will make it such that God will find it difficult to, to pull us from this, from this world because then our voices of praise and thanks towards God will be lacking and will be, and will be missing. Our time will come, but we will make it difficult for God to, to do such a thing because we'll continue this circle of praising God, inviting others to praise God with us so that hopefully we'll find ourselves back in the Beit HaMikdash with all of Knesset Yisrael singing praise of God, bringing korban toda, korban of thanks, and raising our kosi shuos, raising our nisachim that go along with our, our korbanot so that Mi'itein God will give us more salvation so that we could thank Him for being His servants, for serving Him, for being part of this grand nation, being proud to speak His Torah and not being embarrassed of such so that we can continue to sing His praise and He can continue to give us his blessing until the next generation will arise and, and take our place. Let's say the Tillim together, everybody. I know we only learned the first, the second half of the Tillim today, but we'll say the whole paragraph. We'll say the whole paragraph together and hopefully combined our learning and our tfilos will serve as a defense uh, shield and uh, offensive weapons for us, you know, as we uh, as we proceed in uh, in the coming days. So we'll say it together um, out loud. Ahavti ki yishma donoy es koli tachanunai ki hita oznai li uveyamayekra afafuni chevle malves umitzereishol mitzuni tsaraviyagon emza uveshem adonoyekra ano adonoy maltanavshi chanun adonoy vetzadik velohenu merachem shomer pisayim adonoy dalo Shalem, <laughs> 
Moserai, Lechoiz Bach Zevach Todo, Vishim Adonai Ekra, Nidarai Ladonai Ashalem, Negdano Lecholamo, Bechatros Pes Adonai, Bisochei Yushalayim, Hallelujah. Achino Kobesi Sunusunabat Sarava Shevia, Homdim Bain Bayam, Ubain Bayabasha, Hamakom Yachem Alehem, Vyotsiem, Mitzarali Racha, Mefelali Ora, Mishibuli Gula, Hashta Bagalavizman Kariv, Vinomar, Amen. Thank you, everybody. Everybody, have a great night.